Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable, episode 63. Here at The Roundtable, we are, I don't know, we're introducing a new thing. I think we're going in a new direction. We are getting to know our guests more and involving Sunday morning into the guest story, which is really cool. It's worked out really well here lately. But I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church. I'm Mike Hill, lead pastor here at Life Church. We got a special guest here, Zach Krieger. So we're excited to get to know what I said it wrong. No, no he, he just didn't know where to. I think he's deciding where to look <laughs> I, at the camera. No, I thought he goes like. like <laughs> he has a thing with not uh, saying the wrong, yes, like saying your name wrong or something. So I'm he like, was. Gosh, I yeah. said somebody's name wrong. He was really it's worried. It's E I, not I E. Huh? It's E I. I spelled it wrong on the text. Oh, I did. I okay. admit that. But did I say it right? Yeah. No, you said okay. it right. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So Zach, great opportunity for you to be on here for us personally for a lot of different reasons. One, you've been at life and you're highly involved. Yeah. Uh, in ministry here at Life Church, and you're also a young person, so it's a great opportunity for us to kind of get to know you and a young person's perspective on church and just a young person's perspective on faith. So we want to jump right in, and because I think you're going to have a lot to talk about, yeah. right, and a lot of things that yeah. that we can discuss. So first, tell us a little bit about you, and then we want to go back and kind of tell us your journey, you know, kind of your journey of faith, your journey in life, how you became to love the things that you love today, and and we'll go from there. Yeah. So I'm Zach Krieger. I uh, I go to Huntington North. I'm a senior this year. Um, school starts in two days, doesn't it? Is two it really? Days? Two days? Mm-hmm. Are you going a full day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I, uh, I'm really involved in um, tech and stuff here at the church, and um I'm also a life students leader, and I'm also on the life students worship team. Um, are you a guitarist? Are you a singer? I'm a I'm a lead singer. You are? Ooh. I didn't know that. Have you been singing for a while? No. No. This is my first year. So, I just did you just notice that you had a voice like that? No, it was I don't hidden? know. I I heard God saying something to me, and um, and I think it was towards the band, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll do it, and. I think I just went towards it. That's awesome. No, that is. I know. Listening to God. I took Troy aside one day. I was like, hey, I don't know why, but I feel pulled towards being on the band. I don't know any instruments. (laughs) I don't really know how to sing, but I'll try. Wow. That's amazing. Have you felt that? Um, not to that extent. No, huh? no. You but haven't I, felt any no. like God's pulling you to sing? No. Well, some days actually. Yeah. So I don't maybe... know the Lion of Judah. Have you heard the Hail, sing Hail, it. King Light? No, sing it. no, please don't. Why? Because I don't know the, I don't know the words. Huh? Lion of, I just messed up the, like the name of the song. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sing it. No, I know what you're talking you, about. Isn't that such a good song? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Doesn't it just make you want to be a singer? Oh, it's changed my life. No, I look at Troy and I want to be a guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. There's Nick, wow. who's up there with a... Wow. So, oh, I think you heard No, wait a second. Listen. <laughs> hold on. I'm telling you the two Let different... Let it come listen out. Listen to me. You look at Nick and you look at, at uh, Troy. The, okay. They're the two polar opposites on stage, right? So Nick's with his beanie and his bare feet, <laughs> right? <laughs> when has he had bare feet? <laughs> he always has bare feet. I've never seen him I've up never on seen stage. Nick play with his shoes on. 
So Nick's on stage with his beanie and his bare feet and his beard. I have never noticed that. I'm going to take pictures. Oh, the hippie side of me, right? Yeah. I always wanted to kind of have this long hair, barefoot, hippie type. And then there's the the MMA fighter, you know, Troy on the other side. I'm like, Punisher. If I I could just blend those two personalities together, I'd be perfect. Well, you can always try. Make it happen, Corinne. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, Corinne. Yeah, what the, about Tim, though? Huh? Tim's awesome. Uncle Tim? No, oh, yeah. but yes. I'm saying this acoustic. I could never play oh, electric. He's so good. Yeah, no, I, but I could feel like I could be that acoustic player. Well, you can yeah. learn. There's apps for that. Nope, I've tried. Okay. Yeah, I've tried and gave up. Yeah. yeah so, so in high school, so studying something specific, what do you want to be? No, do you know so what you want to be? I'm actually doing a lot of stuff, so I'm on the radio for uh, really? Viking Radio. I didn't Whoa. know that. Um, I'm also part of... Mr. Um, Altman. Shout yeah. out to Mr. Altman. Oh, the Mr. best Altman. teacher ever. He is the best teacher there. Yeah. Um, but I bet he doesn't listen. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then um, I'm also part of um, uh, H&HS Today, which is the... Um, <gasps> you are? Yeah. Oh, the Didn't TV you know show. This? I know. We want to. Oh, yes. be- oh my gosh. Duh. I'm really sorry because he sent me a text one day and he, fa- we were he found old my videos. TV videos and she you sat, found Jenny? Yes. I know. Are you able to like Did send she those look to the me? same? Send those to us? I know. Yeah, really okay, Does she look so the they're same? on VHS. Can you find oh. them for me? Can you read them for me? I can try to find <gasps> them. Can't you like like take it off and put it onto something? So, no. Okay. So they have a H or a um, VHS to DVD. Right. Yes. Yeah, see. Um, but I don't know if it works. Okay, oh. well, you can use it with your phone. You can record it with your no, phone. No, you can't because the... Um, I'm sure one of our listeners has. Yes. Yeah, use. somebody will help us out so here. the problem with the CRT TVs is uh-huh. instead of using um, like a plasma, or not a plasma, but a um, LED screen, uh-huh. oh, they it's use the, pixels yeah. and there's a light that shines over every pixel. Why? Because isn't that's it old? That's the technology that they had in the 80s and 90s. Wait a minute. Why didn't Huntington North upgrade? Wait a minute. Um, oh, yes, the TV because, would be. I'm like, I wasn't um, in the 80s or HCCS 90s. Thank you very much. <laughs> so not any money. Does well, anybody see okay. my property tax bill? <laughs> what is Seriously. going on here? Judas Priest, what Wait, do you do with all that money? They still have the stuff. Oh, yeah, you build a football field. That's right. Okay, I forgot. So it is cool, the though. The thing with the football field is they got money from grants. I from know. The I know. But okay, they could That makes that. sense. Get a grant for a football field yeah, from the state get instead of getting all the field. asbestos and leaks out of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes exactly. a whole lot of mm-hmm. sense. That's a big problem, and I kind of ranted on Facebook over that. How'd it but, go? Um Leanne Pefley wasn't too happy. <laughs> you vented about the the cra- the, stadium. the field? Okay. Yeah, I'm not against the football field. Like it I think cool. it's cool that they got a football field. My point just was is how weird is it that yeah. your school's falling apart and everybody said, Well, they got a grant. I'm like, I get it. So you could apply for a grant for a football well, field. Well, they tried to get a new school two years ago. Yeah, on the backs of all the farmers' land. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where at? Huh? I'm going to get in big they trouble. They tried to get a new, new Huntington North. They're yeah. They're tear it down and build wow, it. But the taxes it. on land was huge. Like the burden on a landowner would have went up significantly to make the 
pay for the school. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I just kept saying, well, again, not that I don't even have kids well, in it anymore. I mean, what else in Huntington do they have besides farmers? Huh? Yeah. What else does Huntington have besides farmers? <laughs> Look at Nick. Hippies. Yeah. Yes. Hippies oh. with no shoes on. <laughs> beanies. <laughs> so we have farmers and hippies. Wow. It's a great I mean, place to live. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. A little bit of both. And crazy people. A little people. bit of both. And, and crazy, crazy people. people. Yes. Yeah, I know. But any, anyway, so you're on TV. Okay, can we just go back to this for a second? Okay. So you can get me that video. Possibly. Okay, yes. did I have dark hair in this? And did you see the one where I was up in the tree reporting the weather? I did not see that. You did not see that one? It was like, no. what's the weather? Do it's you sunny. Know what date? Um, it was would have been 2007 to 2009. Okay. Oh, two years, man. So, yeah, going to be in there like. Well, I would have been on all so of those years. A big problem with that is. We also just moved the classroom. So you have water damage to the VHSs no. or something? So instead of being in the classroom that they were in, they're moving to the new or the old New Tech area. Oh. Because New Tech's not a thing anymore. It's not? No. What happened to New Tech? Um, <laughs> apparently the school didn't have enough money to fund it. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <That's Yeah. laughs> wow. Yep. Running out of money. Picking and choosing. Running out of money. Yep. Okay. Um, but we're moving or we're moving there and um we're trying to see if stuff works. Okay. So well that's yeah. your homework. Yeah. Uh, my kids loved Mr. Alden. Yeah. Both yeah. of my boys oh, yeah. were in it, loved doing radio and TV. Isaac got to go to New York with him. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, so they do the So they haven't done New York every year that I've been there because of COVID. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Isaac got to go to New York and they were on the Today Show? <gasps> yep. Does that seem no. right? No. Oh, yeah, not on it, like behind the scenes. So they, they were, were actually working on it? it. Were so, they? Um, with, um, there was, uh, Tim Tebow went in <gasps> and was talking about it. And what? Um, they were they showed a camera panning on all of um, Huntington North students. Wait, so yeah. Altman has that connection? I don't know. Yeah, he's, um, there are um, um, graduates from Huntington North that have gone far. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Who are they? <laughs> um, Jenny Steve, Walker. Steve, oh, that's right. Jenny that's right. Walker. I, know. Steve, I mean, look at your popularity I know. right I now. I just flew in this morning. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got back in my eyes. You know, that red eye. Or it wouldn't have been a red eye. It's either anyway, way. You're here and you're famous. You're, uh, you're welcome. Yeah. So yeah. Steve Overmeyer is a um, um, weatherman for... Um, 21 Alive? No, he's oh. he's in New York. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know which one he's I don't know who that doing, is. but... He's on a big station there, and yeah. um, he has them come every year, and uh, That's they amazing. get a tour of the stations. So is that going to be your passion in the future? You're going to be a broadcaster, weatherman? Oh, I don't yes. think so. No? What That's are you going to be? That's our passion. I don't know yet. Huh? I really, I still don't know. I want to be a uh, high school history teacher. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Really? really? Do you love history? Mm-hmm. Well, he likes politics, huh? so. No, I know, but give me your favorite time in history. Like, what do you like to study? The do Civil you read War books? <gasps> really? Ooh. Why? Um, actually, I'm just a big um fan of like old guns and stuff like that okay do you have any no okay all right would he be allowed to own one no. an old gun not until <laughs> yes not Wait. until the 18th okay so 18 is the age didn't it used to be like 16 no that's so, so weird they let no, you drive I'm a car a, yeah i like old time stuff too like uh when sherry's dad was a machine <laughs> gun dealer uh-huh you know so he used to have the you know the old G mini guns and the Gatlin guns where you sit there and you crank them and they shoot and yeah, machine guns from that, not from obviously not from the civil war right. era, but in history, it is cool to see the old historical stuff that they used back there. The M1 grands, yeah. you know, all that stuff that they used in the old war. So, so high school history teacher. 
Yep. Okay. So you'll go to school. You're pretty sure that's where you're going. You're going to go to college and so, get your yeah. teaching degree. And do you know where you're going to go to college? So McDonald's, uh, actually, first, before that, I don't know if I'm going to get my teach. I still don't know what I'm going to do, oh, but okay. I'd like to be a high school history teacher. Okay. But for the college part, um, McDon- I work for McDonald's and corporate. So I work in Coventry um, at their McDonald's. And um, me being there, I um, qualify for a um, no strings. Or I have to work at least 15 hours a week, but um, they partnered with Colorado Technical University, which is wow. like the number one online college or something like that. And I get um, a free bachelor's degree. <gasps> but if I become a manager, I can get my master's. Holy moly, that's amazing. Why do you want to work at McDonald's now? I mean, that's pretty good. If you're, so, yeah, all but you, you have, have to do is... you have to be in school, is, right? Like, no. Is, is McDonald's no. struggling to get employees? Yes. Yeah. See, this is just proves my... It's world. They've had this for two years. Okay. So wow. the partner did it no, start I with know, covid think about this i don't think it started with covid okay. i think they they were it was in the talks before covid even mm. it started with the talks of a generation of young people that won't work yeah, yeah. Right? Proof I, mean, I mean just think about this we're in a generation where you can get paid 15 dollars an hour to go work at mcdonald's somewhere in there. no i think it's more so starting out at my store is 13. So you okay. make $13 an hour working at McDonald's and you can get a college degree and you can possibly get a master's degree and you can't get anybody to work. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing we were talking about people that have been traveling. So, you know, talking about their trips. So Brady and Emma went up to the UP. So went up into the UP, these restaurants and stores closed down at like eight o'clock essentially because yep. they had no help. So just shutting the store. When I started, I started August, 2020, um, we didn't have anybody, so there was a time where we closed at 6 p.m. Whoa. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And it used to be this 24 place, hours. No, yeah. What's going on? What's the That's problem? ridiculous. Um, what's well, the, why all, doesn't anybody want to work? It all started Jack. with the extra unemployment checks. Okay. So, like, they, like, buffed un- unemployment. And um, and then after, people just saw that they could live off of unemployment, and that's where we're at now. Yeah. Okay. So they're still giving out those good checks for unemployment? No. Um, it's not as good, but it's, it's livable. It's still livable. Okay. So before we get into your whole life story, I, you got to help me understand this because you're from the generation that we're talking about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How is it possible? Again, you're not getting unemployment checks. Right. 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 So this problem is more with the, because the people working at McDonald's aren't 24 year olds. No. Usually. I mean, it's a younger generation of people. It's all high schoolers. That's yeah. my point. So the point is they weren't getting unemployment checks. Mm-hmm. They weren't getting benefit of this, and they still can't find workers. So ad- what is the real problem? It's the adults. Okay. Um, so we we don't – so at our store, we have 10 managers. How many? Whoa, 10? 10? Okay. Yeah. I guess, yeah. And we only have two night man- three night managers. Okay. Um, The problem with that is to run a so, – to run an actual store, you need three people in the store. Okay. The problem with the managers are they have different schedules. Okay. So there's there's one day where we only have one manager and maybe possibly two people on the floor, and they have to call people in. The problem is people don't want to come into work because I don't know why, but they feel like they're not getting treated as well as they should be. <laughs> and I feel like um, kids now – are too much more um, um, spoiled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So again, so that money's coming from somewhere, because this is the thing I don't understand. I talked to kids today. They have more gaming systems, Mm -hmm. phones, and things than any generation that I've ever seen. 
I mean, the availability to the stuff that they have, mm-hmm. where did money come from? If nobody's working, where's this money coming from? And you're saying their parents are getting paid unemployment and they're using unemployment checks to get this done? Yeah. Oh. And then also wow. with the, um, the um, uh, stimulus checks. That was another thing. So my parents, when they got their stimulus checks, um, they built a deck on okay. the back of our house. Okay. Um, I know I know people that use their stimulus checks on their kids and bought them everything that they wanted. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, so you're gonna get me off on yeah, a rant. You're gonna get me off on a rant. This is really intense. Maybe we'll get into this part of his like viewpoint later because I just I'll never understand this because so when the stimulus checks and unemployment run out, are people gonna go back to work? I know. <laughs> I mean, that's my big thing is, so you're telling me that, you know what's going to happen? This is what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be like McDonald's in Europe. So when we went to Europe in McDonald's, saw kiosks. There's nobody on the floor. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So you go up to a kiosk. Okay, you type so they're starting it. A big thing with kiosks is they actually increase jobs because you need people to maintain them and oh. keep them running. Yeah, but it doesn't maintain jobs of the people on the floor. It maintains technology so, people. So I don't know about that store personally, but our store. Um, you have a kiosk? We have eight. Don't eight, they always? They, you have a lot. Like, I feel like they're in every, every McDonald's. Every store should have a kiosk. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been to McDonald's. They have two um, in Huntington, right? Yeah. Yeah. Four. four oh, they have four now? Yeah. Okay. So okay. every kiosk has is two kiosks. But isn't the kiosk supposed to reduce the amount of people working? No. Well, what are they for, then? supposed to reduce the lines. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So there should be a person running front counter. That brings it back to people don't want to come to work. Right. People don't want to work. Right. So at an average McDonald's store should run at least 60 people, if not 80. Okay. Wow. Um, the whole day? Yeah. That, wow. That that should be how many people are on the roster. Yeah, oh, okay. Pay, okay. Yeah. Got you. Right. I was going to yeah, say. No. Um, right. But... Like at our store, at one point we were running thirty people, right on the That's whole insane. roster. Right. That's a lot of work, and everybody was working in the mornings, and there was nobody working at night. Yeah, yeah. But either way, whatever that looks like, I think that there's not going to be. I think when people are going to have to come back, there aren't going to be any jobs left. Yeah. I mean, I think people are going to eliminate people. You yeah. don't think that's true? Um, Robots. Yeah. Autonomous tractors. Yeah. They are making robots. Listen, I saw a really I was cool in Florida, one. Florida, you could get on a bus that drove you to places without a driver. Really? Yeah, you just type in your thing, you get in the bus. And Did you go in it? No, I ain't getting in <laughs> I it. I would. I ain't getting nothing no man's driving. Well, that's like Domino's. Domino's had the same thing. I don't drive my own truck. Well. I drive myself everywhere. Well, what about when you go, you don't go on buses or huh? anything? Have you ever been on a bus? No. Like a Greyhound? No. Ooh. You let people drive you, you on planes? Huh? No, I love you don't Greyhounds. drive planes, you fly planes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. No. Either Same way, thing. so tell us a little bit about your your life. Like, yeah, so. How did you end up? So we, we've understood that today, 17-year-old, pretty educated, you know, loves sports, you know, uh, enjoys politics, is a possible t- teacher coming up, Historian. highly involved in the church. Go backwards. Re, yeah. yeah, rewind so, a little bit and say, like, how did you ever get to the place that you are today? So I was born in the Catholic Church. Um, I was did, baptized. Here in Huntington? No, so... Where are you guys from? We're from Fort Wayne. Oh. Um, you still live in Fort Wayne? No. Okay. We live in Huntington now. Okay. So my mom was from Huntington originally. So, okay. Um, her... Did uh, she go to Huntington North? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe she graduated with you. No. No. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, no, so we, I was baptized. I took my first communion in the Catholic church. So who was Catholic, your mom or your dad? My mom. And so I don't know about my dad very much, but his mom was Catholic. Oh. Turned Protestant, turned non-denominational. Okay. Um, I don't know if he was Catholic or not. So since you've known your known your parents, since you've known, <laughs> your parents have always been involved in the church? Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I took my first communion, which is that second grade, and that's the first time I tried wine, and I hate alcohol now. <laughs> they gave him wine. I think that's so wild. In the second grade? Yeah. Second yeah. grade, yep. Turn okay. up in the second so grade. You grew, so you, I say you grew up Catholic, but... I did grow yeah. up Catholic, yeah. For how long? Um, so I think it was about fourth grade. Okay. Um, there was a day where I, my grandma was trying out different churches cause she, at this point she was done with the Catholic church. She hated it. Um, but your mom and dad were still going. My mom and dad was still going. Yeah. Okay. Because it pleased my grandmother. Okay. Oh, um, did something happen? Mom. So her mom is, um, one of those traditional Catholics where they, will almost um, shun you out if you're not oh. from their same religion. Um, that didn't happen, thankfully. Um, but we like to tease her now that she's Catholic. Because <laughs> is, she, is she still Catholic? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. um, well, we kind of ruined her not being Catholic by letting her go to the Seventh-day Slumber concert. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Wait, did, what, did Wait something happen there? You're saying that after she went to the Seven Day Slumber concert, she's like, I'm staying Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was taking it the other way around. Yep. She did not approve. Yeah, she didn't like it. So it was the other grandma that yeah. left. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, so I, in fourth grade, um, we went to Fellowship Missionary Church, which is one of those churches that fell due to politics, I feel like, because they were... Very into the the black culture, and there's a lot of black mm -hmm. people that go to that church. Mm -hmm. And um, this was in 2020. They had a um, sermon for BLM, and half the half the white people left. Mm -hmm. They were just done with it mm -hmm. because um, of one servant servant. Or I mean, sermon, oh my gosh, yeah. one sermon. Mm -hmm. People will leave. So because in 20, of politics. So in 2020, you were at Fellowship Missionary. No. no. So, um, okay, I missed that part. I left Fellowship Missionary when we moved to Huntington. Okay. We were trying to find a church. Okay. But um, no, so the, I'm going to go back to the Catholic church. Yeah, part. I'm sorry. So okay. we left the Catholic church right. because I told my Sunday school teacher that we went to another church. <gasps> and they almost, they went off on my mom for that. Because you went to another church. Because I went to another wow. church. Okay. That Sounds familiar. Catholic. Okay. Um. So after that, we just never went back, um, and we went to this new church fellowship. And I was at fellowship for about um, three or four years. Okay. And um, they kind of went towards the polit politics in the church, and that just doesn't mix. And um, So they started to do that when you were there, yeah. like as a oh, they child? Started, they've, been, they've always done it. Okay. Um, they were really into the Congo um, stuff and Congo stuff because it's a missionary church. Africa. Oh, yeah, the Congo. Okay, got you. Yeah, it's a missionary church, so they do a lot of mission trips, and their sermons are based off missions and stuff like that. Um, the problem with that is you get other ideologies into it, and 
it all just, it doesn't, it doesn't work out. And you remember that as a child? Mm -hmm. Wow. As a child. I was Whoa. not thinking. Somebody fell down upstairs. Was that a fall? That's not good. Yeah, that was a fall. Okay. <laughs> that I've was never something. heard that in my life. Yeah. Uh, oh, of goodness. Well, as a child, how old were you? Um, I would have been in sixth grade at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I always think it was younger. Um, yeah, I mean, look at him. Didn't he look and talk older than his age? Yes, I've yeah, always so, thought yeah. that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure you get that a lot, too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, my point. Very so wise. Sixth grade, he might as well have been a freshman that's in high school. True. There's been people who taken me for a 35 year old man no <laughs> yeah there's been some people that took me for a 21 year old man every once in a while <laughs> just happened the other <laughs> day the, right yeah, don't yeah. i look like that uh, yeah yeah for sure yeah um so anyway so left fellowship mm -hmm. and then um, how did so, you end up at life Church? i know in huntington that's so what i want to know we moved to huntington in sixth grade so this would have been 2016 or 17 okay and the first time I went to Life Church, there was a lady preaching. I don't know who it was. I don't know if you remember, but there was a lady up there, and she was talking, and I wasn't a huge fan of what she had to say. <laughs> was it Nichelle? No, it wasn't no. Nichelle. Oh, okay. it was I'm imagining lady. it was Lee. Lee would be my guess. Oh. No, back then it's had to be Lee or Hillary. That's the only woman who would ever. Who? Heather. Oh. Heather Barkley. Yeah. That could have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but yeah. um, I wasn't a fan of what she had to say, and I. I also was kind of biased because I wanted to go back to the church I was at. Oh. You wanted to go back to fellowship? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I was really into their children's ministry there. Okay. Um, so at, the only reason I actually got into Life Church was because of the first VBS that they had. Okay. Shout and, out to VBS. Yeah. So they had the Life students at the time play play puppets up on stage oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> yep. And, That's fun. Um, that's where I got, that's where I met Tyler mm -hmm. when Tyler was running my right. students. Um, and I wasn't really, I was kind of, um, I was kind of trying to, so the first time I went to life students, it was Hillary who was the person who was oh, in yeah. charge of it. Yep. I didn't like how she taught. Right. Um, and then I met Tyler the first time and that's kind of when I actually wanted to start coming because I liked, I liked Tyler. I liked how he talked and mm -hmm. he was a really good a pastor right um so after that i got i don't know how i got involved with nick and everything but before that i was into life life kids and i was helping out with them and i didn't really want to go to church at that point and i also didn't really want to be at church it was kind of a point where i just didn't like church it just felt boring and too long and all that. How long were you here when you started like volunteering, like in life kids? Um, I would have been here for about a month. Wow. Yeah. That's really soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's really so soon. So you would volunteer in life kids and never come to church? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You, you d yeah, didn't you come to church? volunteered and never came to church, yep. never came to the service. Yep. Oh, because you were just in there? Yeah. Well, yeah. you wanted I, to be in there I instead just, of the service. I didn't want to go to church. and. Um, Was there a reason? Like preacher know. was terrible. <laughs> That's, I know he didn't want to say it. He's trying to be nice. Just, no, yeah. but then I actually listened one time when I came to church. I didn't want to, but I listened one time, and I really liked what you had to say. And I don't remember what the sermon was about. I think it was one of those. Uh, I think it was Paul or something. <sighs> Love Paul. Paul was. It was a good. It was a good sermon. Um, but um, then I just I started feeling a tension need to go to church, keep going and everything. And then I met Nick 
and I started doing camera for him because that's when they started doing life online. Mm. Right. Um, and I helped out with camera for Nick and um, that's, that's how I would go to church is I would go to church through tech. Right. And I got to see church that way. Right. Um, I think there's been only a limited number where I've actually sat in church, sat in church. Yeah. Uh Oh, um, <laughs> no, but you're watching it. Yeah. Watching, yeah. Twice too. Twice. Yeah. Twice. So I know what you got to say. Yeah. <laughs> he will be able to quote it back to you. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit to part of your faith journey, mm -hmm. right? So in the whole idea of leaving the Catholic church, going to fellowship missionary inside of that, now looking back, do you, again, so can you go back to your grandma and talk to her? But like, these are the things that I see are wrong in the Catholic church yeah, or you just so, let it go. So she, when she started hearing that we came to this church, she called it a Disneyland church. Oh, Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. You've heard that before? Yeah. That's I've what never... most people say about non-denominational oh, churches that okay. come from traditional churches. Mm -hmm. Disneyland. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's not traditional. There's like, it, you've got the worship music, which is, you know, it's, it's different. You have cameras, people. you have yeah. lights, yeah. you have right. stage, you have... Well, it's not traditional it, to them. It, it yeah. seems staged to them almost. They can, no. just like can't understand it. Like a production show or like a TV show or something like that. Right. Um, even though it's not. Right. And um, that was a big thing is she didn't like that. Right. And she she told me the other day, she, I asked her, does the Catholic Church accept all everybody? Because our church is a come-as-you-are church. Uh-huh. Um, where we don't care if you're wearing baggy, baggy clothes or torn clothes. We love everybody the same. Right. But her church, you have to have a dress code. And she said, if you're not wearing a dress, you're weird and we don't want to sit by you. Well, and again, let's be honest. I mean, right or wrong, Catholics do not are, view themselves the same as a Protestant. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. a Catholic, like when you go to a funeral, Catholics sit on one side, Protestants sit on the mm -hmm. other side. Protestants can't take communion inside of a Catholic church. Right. Right. So there is a divide whether mm -hmm. we want to yeah. admit it or not. Like people might say we accept all in the Catholic Church, but it's really not true. No. I mean, from the Catholicism in general, Catholicism believes that for sure Protestants are different and they would believe everything is a spinoff from the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Peter was the first Pope. Peter was the original designer of the church. Everything split from the Catholic Church. And because of that, everything then after the Catholic Church is not as good as the Catholic Church. Yeah. And then that's another thing is I, I really, I hate that you can't talk to God directly. I hate that part of it. Right. Where you have to talk to the priest and then he talks to God. Right. I hate that part. Right. And you hate it. Why? Because it's, I don't, I don't feel like the preacher should know every little part about your, your life or your body. I feel like but the, you should talk to God directly. Yeah. Because that's what scripture because tells us. Because he wants a relationship yeah, Scripture tells you. us to, scripture yeah. says, talk Dread. The veil was torn, right, so that you can talk directly. Holy right. Spirit was brought because Jesus died for us. Yeah, like he left the, us. You don't need the the veil's not there anymore. You don't need a priest to intercede on your. That's behalf. amazing. But they have a different Bible too, right? No, no. I thought they, they do have a have Bible a with the apocrypha. Well, don't they have a different well, chapter inserted? The apocrypha. There's five books in the middle between okay, the yeah. Old Testament and the New Testament called the apocrypha. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's also. The fact where they, um, every sermon is already scheduled. Yes. And it doesn't get off track. They always go straight into that instead of like bringing like real life situations into it. Right. And then another thing is they're also really about bringing in like um, 
they're it's I, I don't know it's just yeah the, the reason for me yeah the reason that I'm asking is not necessarily to bash on the Catholic Church no. right. what we're trying to get is a formulation of your faith mm-hmm. right so there's certain things that happen in your life that formulated mm-hmm. faith and experiences that formulated faith to where you are today. So you have a belief system today Mm -hmm. that was formulated through different things. And so then you go on to the missionary church and what was it that you could take away from the missionary church that was good, bad things, again, Um, things that helped formulate your faith. A really, a really good thing is I liked going out and helping people less fortunate. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Especially in Fort Wayne, that's a really big area to help people who are less fortunate because there's so much poverty going on in Fort Wayne Mm -hmm. that you don't really see. Mm -hmm. And um, like we went to mission houses and um, like the um, jacket. So I think it's blue jacket or something like that. But either way, you like the mission idea that they gave you a program to say, go out, show up here on a Saturday and we're going to go to these places and, and do mission work. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the things. So, Again, inside of that, it formulated something inside of you, right? right? You're developing as a believer, and then you end up at life, you know? So what is it that here has... And I want to get somewhere with this because, again, your generation of people are missing from the church, Mm -hmm. right? And so we're showing this journey of you formulated your faith through these different things, and you've learned different things from it, but what is it that everybody else either isn't getting, doesn't care about. I I really, and this is a big thing, is that when you preach, you're not muzzled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Not muzzled. Not muzzled. Okay. And you're not um, restrained from what you have to say. You have one thing that you have to get out, but you also bring every little thing into it so that you can get it out. You're speaking the whole Bible. That's what it is. Right. That's what I think. Okay. Standing up in truth. Yeah. And so with that, though, so inside of this, how much did your parents have to do with your development of faith? Where do your mom and dad fit into all of this? Was it something? Because some kids are different. Some kids just take it on their own and they mm-hmm. take it by themselves and they go with it. Some of it was it's, my parents have. It's my parents are involved. I, I really think it's because my parents are involved in the church and involved in us with like um, schooling and they try to help us to understand stuff better and um there's been times where i've gone aside with my dad and we've talked about scripture and what god says versus what other people say mm-hmm. um same with my mom and um i feel like if your parents are involved and um you're in the church then you know you get more involved in the church and you, you help people more yeah, yeah and so you would say as the audience is listening, because this is what we want to continue to hear. So parents do mm-hmm. set somewhat of the precedent yeah. as a view of what a young person, sh- how they should respond to faith, how they should be involved in a church. So what you're saying is, is if parents aren't directly involved, it's going to be way more difficult right. for a kid to to get it, right? The other part of it that we want to talk about is how much have other people been a huge part of the formulation of your faith and your faith journey and how did they help you? Because those are the pieces that we want to try to put together because you got kids out there that don't have parents, Mm -hmm. right? And aren't ever going to have parents that go to church. How much can somebody else do or how much did somebody else do for you to help formulate your faith? I think it's just giving me opportunity to, um, like giving me a job to do or giving me an opportunity to show other people what I can do. Like with Nick, it was doing camera and pro presenter. 
with Troy. It was letting me be on stage with the band, even though I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I don't look like I should be there. Um, <laughs> don't say that. What does that no, mean? I mean don't like, say what, that. What does looks have to do with yeah. that? Like, I never done words. something like oh, this. Oh, I got it. Right. Okay. So it's like not a natural, right. like you didn't grow Unna- up yeah, doing unnatural. it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, with Tyler, it was, you know, letting me um, speak my mind, like, I like to criticize him and <laughs> I really, I really did, but, um, I would bring, like, I would show him stuff in the Bible where it says, um, and sometimes I would help him. Um, I would, I don't know. It, it was, it was it's okay. Just yeah, say I know. I'm, waiting. No, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. It, you should just say I, it. I would always criticize him and I was doing it out of, um, like out of love? Out of, out of love, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just out of, like, yeah, not because you're mad at him or you're right. trying to put him down, but just out of love. Right. And so, again, the investment from Nick, Troy, Tyler, that has been a huge part of the formulation of your faith. Right, yeah. yeah and those things together. So inside of that, so if you're, you're looking at your generation, right, so mm-hmm. the generation that we continue to say is missing from the church, you know, and continues to, because it's usually once somebody gets their license, they start making their own decisions. They tend to walk away. What do you see as the the biggest problem in the generation of young people today that you go to school with yeah, and that you're around? School. Or, and what do you see as the solution to that problem? Um, the problem I see is kids just don't want to do anything. It, they're just lazy and um, they just, they want to do their own thing. And I feel like I don't really know what the solution for that is. I I just see it every day, and there are kids who don't have as much as other kids do. Because you go to Huntington, and all you see is the um, the rich part of it. You don't really? see you don't see the poverty. You don't see um, the less fortunate. And kids are really good at hiding that, mm-hmm. and people are really good at hiding that. Yeah. And, from going there, I've just, I've noticed that and it's, it, it's really sad. Like fake, like they're hiding it because they don't want to be made fun of right. or right. like be an outcast kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, I don't know. Huntington North is, I don't know how much it's changed since I've been there, but I couldn't imagine like being in high school and having a strong faith in it's, God. It's also just a really divided school. There's a lot of like, I think Morgan was talking about it with the groups that are at Huntington North. The clicks. The clicks. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, you've got the LGBTQ area. You've got the uh, band kids. You've got the TV kids. I'm part of the TV kids. Hey, um, TV kids are cool. They are cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got the sports kids. You've got the um, people who are dating other people, you know. Just and, like classic clicks. Yeah. Yeah, but so don't ridiculous. you think that's been like? I mean, other than the right, but it's it's also just a lot of a lot of bullying, and you wouldn't see that Huntington North like you don't see bullying as much as you did when probably you were in school or you were in school because of the phones. It's yeah, it's more cyberbullying and um, um, just like small level bullying. 
Yeah, like, I, what do you mean? Again, back in my day, you know what happened at Adam Central High School when there was bullying going on? What? Everybody got together outside of the school and, and made fought. a circle and beat the yeah. tar out of each you other. You better meet me outside at 3 p.m. Well, no, it was a serious thing. Like, we yeah. get together, and I mean, if you had these two guys had issues, you get it out there and you have it out and be done with it. And I the mean, teachers just, would allow it to happen? No, I mean, we just did it at somebody's okay. farm. So you'd go out there and, like, if you have something to say and, th- and you want to pick on me, uh-huh. like, or if you want to go down those roads, then let's just have it out. Right. You know, and or if there was a, a big guy picking on a smaller guy, mm-hmm. well, that smaller guy's friends got together and beat the tar out of the bigger guy. Heck yeah. I mean, it's just, it didn't happen. See? Like, I mean, it happened, but it was just, I think, handled in a different way. I always think it's weird, like all this bullying that's going on. And and all they know. do is ex- or suspend them. They that's don't do, all they, they don't do? do anything. Yeah. They don't yeah. talk to them or. Like- I mean, they probably talk to them, but it's. It's not, they just suspend them and get them out of the school. That's a big thing. And if you're a part of the fight, but you didn't do anything, like you're the one who's getting hit and yeah. you didn't do anything, you still get suspended. Yeah, you get suspended yeah I hated anyway. that. Yeah, no, again, I'm not promoting fighting or anything. I'm just saying it's so much different. <laughs> yeah. You know, you handled it. People are soft. Then. Yeah, you just handled it back then. Yeah. That's what everybody did. You handled your problems. And again, there were enough sense out there where nobody got sent to the hospital, you know, right. you just mm-hmm. went out there and you had it out and people were done with it. And then at the end of the day, most of the times they're in respect of each other and you were just done with it, right. you know, and you weren't going to do it anymore. But with all of that, Zach, this is so, I, I don't know that we're looking specifically for a solution, mm-hmm. right? But when you're saying, or when I'm saying like, there's a mission generation of young people and you're saying most of it is because they're selfish, mm-hmm. right? So you're saying that... There's no possible way if somebody invested in their life or no possible way. Like, I feel what, like what's going to break in, the cycle, I guess? I feel like if more people had people, more people to look up to and showed them the way, I feel like more people would come to God. Hmm. Um, it's like really a, that bad at Huntington, like Huntington North, where it's broken would, homes, like that many broken homes now? You would be surprised on how many there are. There aren't that many, but you would be surprised on how many there are. And coming from... Like when I was going to school, when I lived in Fort Wayne, right. I went to Irwin Elementary, which okay. is a Fort Wayne community school. And Fort Wayne community schools are notorious for having yeah. uh, less fortunate kids. Mm-hmm. And I was the minority because I was white and there were more black kids there than white kids. And it it was it was a lot of like race stuff um, that went there. And when I went to Huntington, it was a lot of more I, I was surprised because I've never seen so many more white kids in a school than black kids. Oh, there's yeah. hardly any black kids at right. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. So different. Well, again, Huntington was known up until when the eighties is still a sundown town. Right. Sundown town. Yeah. That's what they called it. Yeah. If you were black, don't be here when the sun goes down. Oh my gosh. Right. right. That's well, I so... told you the story. I think I've said I it on the so. podcast before is when we first got here, uh-huh. uh, we were just trying to go out to get to know people. And so oh my gosh. the used to be a Ford dealership, um, Pace Ford and Pace oh, Chevrolet. Yeah. So anyway, so I took a vehicle there. I said, I'll get my oil change, hang out, see if there's anybody I can get to know, sit in the lobby. Because we didn't know anybody, uh-huh. not one person when we moved here. And so sitting in there talking to a guy and he's telling him I'm a church planner and He's like, this other old man comes sitting down. He's like, hey, and I don't remember the guy's name. We'll say, hey, Joe, you got to meet Mike. 
Mike's going to be a church planner in Huntington. Now let's tell him about the two things that are the most important oh, things about Huntington. No. How to be a Huntingtonian. And if you're not one, you'll never fit in. So the Huntingtonians are the people that have been here all of their lives. Yes. Yeah. And Joe, let's tell him about the people that we accept here in Huntington. And so he's like, tell him the story. And so this old man sits back, crosses his arms. He says, oh my gosh. And again, I can't tell word for word because I was in such awe, but he. Yeah. Crosses his arms. He's like, let me tell you, back in the day, there was this war. And when we got at the end of this war, I'm trying to decide if I'm allowed to say this. I just, I would refrain. I was going to say, I just would do it. Well, I mean, if he said it. Are you allowed to say the a, N-word? No, oh, no, 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 okay. no. That's what, so anyway. Okay. Just say N. Okay, so this guy sits back and said, at the end of the war, Fort Wayne and Huntington got together and we flipped a coin. And the coin was, who's going to get the hillbillies and who's going to get the... <gasps> no. Yeah. And he says, when we flipped the coin, Huntington got the hillbillies and Fort <gasps> Wayne got the... Mm, and we want to keep it that way. Oh, my. You think this that's really true? This was a legitimate conversation in 2004 when I moved here. Wow. Mm -hmm. This was not a, like, it wasn't like, ha, 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 wasn't that funny? Like nobody was laughing. Oh, no, this was not a joke. Like, this guy was very serious. He's an older guy in Huntington, and that's what he said. Like, and that's the way we want to keep it. That that's was his exact words. Now, the weirdest again, welcome to Huntington ever. I'm not saying Huntington's racist. I'm not saying any of those things. But, again, the demographic of Huntington North High School is not. Oh, yeah, it's always been that way. Yes. Yeah, another, another big thing is I think that we haven't had our um big like the the great the greatest generation had world war ii and the baby boomers i think was the um cold or not the cold war but the um war in um china china <laughs> is it was i right no it wasn't no. china it was <laughs> Uh, Vietnam. China. Yeah, China, yeah, China into everything. <laughs> hey, and we might as well. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah, yeah, we sure. haven't had our big. I've heard thing. somebody say that, actually. We haven't had And you our... think that there's going to be a big thing that's going to wake you up? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and bring us all together. Because, like, with 9 11, it brought all the millennials together. Everybody saw the sky as one clear blue that day. Yeah, everybody yeah, saw Yeah, but again, everybody. so Zach, let's talk about it. That's a great point. But at the end of the day, so when when we're talking about it, because I get what you're saying and bringing a generation of people together. COVID. Like, no, but I'm saying I don't like, even think it's COVID. Like they rally around a cause. No, yeah. Right? I, feel like, I feel like COVID divided everybody. I know, but I'm saying that was a big movement. Right. Like it wasn't a terrorist attack, but essentially, I mean, it kind of was China. No. <laughs> Bats. Jeez. Yeah, bats. China brought COVID. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. yeah the war. Wuhan. Wherever it came from. War on bats. What was it called? Wuhan. Yeah, Wuhan. Wuhan. Yeah. Wuhan. Anyway, brought a generation of people together, but did, did not bring them closer to Jesus. Right? Mm -mm. This mm -mm. is the thing it that brought I, them away from Jesus. See, that's my point. So, like, when we're waiting for this next big thing to gather together people— it's not gathering around Jesus. It's not mm -hmm. gathering around faith, right? Like whatever these things are, why? I mean, what? how can you not see some of the things that are happening in the world today? So, because this is what we talked about on Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. So think about this. Judgment on this earth is going to happen, and it happens in two ways. Scripture tells us this pretty clearly. If you are not a believer, God is going to bring judgment on you to bring you to the place of belief, yeah. right? Or to give you a chance to see that there is a God Right. And if you're a believer, he's going to bring judgment if you're out on 
path. So you're saying that this generation of people don't believe in judgment. We believe that so, this generation of people don't care about judgment. I don't think so. What? Yeah, I I think that no, they they don't understand it. I feel okay. like different churches have dumbed it down, like you said. Yeah. That they want everybody to feel welcome, so they talk about the joys and jollies of it, and not the realization, the actual what's going to happen. Okay. So what I've what I still believe when I grew up in the Catholic Church is Judgment Day comes when you die. Okay. And I I don't think Jesus comes back until you die. And that's that's for me. Okay, wait. Say what do you mean? More, until more, it's okay. I, say it one more time. I don't believe that Jesus comes back until you die. Until you die. So the moment you die, Jesus will come back to every single person. To every single person, you okay. will see this, and it'll be a vision that looks. It, it just looks so real that everybody's dying. But I don't think until the moment that you pass away from your your f- physical form, I don't believe that Judgment Day will happen until then. Okay. Yeah. But what about judgment on the earth? Do you believe that God is bringing judgment on the earth? Do you think anything that's happening on the earth happens because God is no, judging? No, I people? feel like I feel like God is I feel like God is judging people right. on the earth. Okay, um, I feel like God's just showing what what could happen or small little things on what's going to happen. Right, but I mean, just as an example, is tsunamis is. Right. Tornadoes is like some of these things that are happening. COVID, mm-hmm. um, yeah. AIDS. Like the, I feel like the, that's a test of our faith. And but, will but we still believe it, in God if we were to lose everything? Or and, is it to bring people to God? Right? I mean, is it to make people aware of their fragility on right. this earth and say, wow, maybe there is a God of the universe? Right. Right. I mean, so you, so you, you do or don't believe in earthly judgment? I believe in earthly judgment. Right. So you think that God is allowing things to happen in your life and my life mm-hmm. when we have other gods before him? Like, do you believe that? Do you I believe don't believe it? there's been other gods before our God right now. I believe our God has been the God. But do you ever put other gods in front of him? I try not to. I know you try not to, <laughs> right. but could it be ever that video games are ever a God in front of him? Mm, yeah. Right. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm not I, agreeing with him, but yeah, that's a good point. No, my point just is, is so any other God before him, God is a jealous God, like back right. to what do we need to make sure that we know what culture says and we know what we feel is right. Mm-hmm. But scripture says that he is a jealous God and that if any other gods are put before him, that, yeah. he, that he has righteous anger. Right. And that if there are gods before him, he's patient and he's slow to anger and all of those things. But if we can continue down that road, mm-hmm. my belief is that scripture tells us very clearly, if you're going to go keep going down that road, then he's going to remove that God to right. remind you. Yes. Right. And that is judgment. That's right. how we see judgment. That's how I would see judgment carried out. And or I think he allows things to happen on this earth, natural disasters, disease, those types of things to wake up a world to oh, wow, right? Like there's things going on and life is fragile. People are dying, you know. So a big thing where I saw a lot of people's tests of faith was the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, Personally, I think that was a terrible idea. I feel like that was the devil that overturned that because it brought everybody away from each other and it caused so much division. Abortion isn't good. Okay. First of all, I don't I don't believe in abortion. Okay. But I feel like So then why wouldn't you want a Roe v. Wade overturned? 
because it will bring people away from everybody and people are going to start to riot and okay so here here let's get into your historian right mm -hmm. so you are a historian so you would know this so originally back when the constitution was put together right. the power was always supposed to stay in the hand of the state right the state was supposed to be able to have the power all overturning roe v wade did is go back to constitutionally right. yeah right saying so and again I, I, people don't understand that it goes to the state it right. was it was a federal law beforehand, but then it, but it should have never been it a got federal dissolved law. as a federal law and brought to a state. It should right. have never should have never happened. Right. So let's so so let's make sure we separate it. Right. Because I think this is what you're saying, but I want to make sure our audience understands this. Constitutionally, the powers were always supposed to stay in the states. Right. Right. The federal government was not supposed to be doing no. putting out laws. They shouldn't yeah. have put laws they, out. Right. No. So Roe v. Wade should have never happened from the standpoint. Right. The state constitutionally should be able to make a decision mm -hmm. right, on whether or not abortion is legal or not legal. Right. But at the end of the day, this is what we know. And this is what I want to make sure I understand from you. We know that. So anytime that there is something that happens inside of the world, mm -hmm that challenges the status quo or challenges people's rights or challenges where people stand, there will always be division. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we know that if we take a stand, so just use us as an example. So if I take a stand to say, I believe that abortion should not be legal. Right. Right. And, and I'm going to take that stand. And then that, if I take that stand, that means I am going to stand against anybody who legalizes it. Right. It is going to cause division. Mm -hmm. Does that come from the devil or does that come from God? Because God says, if you take a stand and if you take a stand, division in the world will happen. See, and I wonder sometimes, and I'm not saying this is what you were saying, Zach, but part of me wonders is like, we think division is wrong and we think division is something that is terrible. I think division is natural. I think the problem with the world today is they don't want division. Yeah. Like, I think the problem in the world today is, is that we want unity. Yeah. He didn't say he wants unity. That's never what God told us. Mm -hmm. God never said. The whole back to when we talked about COVID and mm -hmm. what's going to be the church's stance on COVID or honestly, my stance on a lot of things, I never make a stance based upon unity. Never. And I never make a stance on what's going to bring people together. I make a stance on what scripture says. If God says do something, here's what I know. I already know this. If I stand on something, it will divide people. Yeah. Right? Like part of the problem in our world today, I, I think you would agree with this. Part of the problem with the politician that we have in office today is, is he wants to unify everything and he has right. stands for nothing. Yeah. Why yeah. people didn't like Trump? Because you can say what you want about Trump. You knew where he stood. Yeah. Is that fair to say, right. Zach? So, I mean, speak on that a little bit because, again, I think these are all of the issues of our world today. Do you think your guys' generation would rather see unity and gathering together and making sure that everything works? Or is it okay for your generation to take stands? I feel like our generation's too soft to take yes, a stand. Yes, okay? yeah. I feel like... Are we 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 want to find the, the easiest way out? Okay, um, because you don't like the pushback. I mean, why? Just because you're not naturally confrontational? Is it because you don't want to have arguments, or you think it's the best way for things to be? I feel like, yeah, it, it was a mm -hmm. big argument thing. I think because I don't think people want to um, have confrontations with other people and have to um, lose relationships over it. But see, that, let's talk about that for a second. So 
Let's be honest. Why is it? We brought up the whole Huntington North. Were we on air when we talked about the football field? Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I know. We weren't, he didn't I, press record. Yet. I think we were. Either way, it doesn't matter. Telling. So I, this is what I don't understand. Why can't I have a view? I know. And why can't I say? Like Zach said he didn't. I don't even know what you said. I don't, I don't agree with it, but I also think that they should have um, – pushed for a more safer school before they did that. And the point is you yeah. can have your opinion, mm-hmm. right? And I can have a different opinion. Not And we can world. still be friends. Right. Right? Like, why can't we have a, like, uh, this is my, is actually one of my greatest passions is debate people. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, part of my greatest passion <laughs> You're very is good debate. At it. And only the, I love debate because I think it brings out truth. Like, it, here's the problem. When people don't debate other people, you say something that you really know nothing about. Yeah. Right. You just make an opinion. Like you just say something and a debate says nobody nobody actually reads into what it right, is. Right. You yeah. have to stand on it. Right. Like you're gonna have to stand on it. Like just like this you said you Roe versus Wade. Up. If you were educated, mm-hmm. you would have understood that Roe v. Wade should have never been in the Federals and it should have always been in the state. And all the Supreme Government did is give the power back to the state. The state can still decide. Mm-hmm. Right? The state can still make a decision. Right. And that's that's they why I don't understand deal. people were rioting. I or not rioting, but having a um uh Peaceful protest, we should right? Say. And the people in Huntington, I I watched their protest. There was a protest in Huntington. There I didn't know that. There was a protest in Huntington, really. But it was all LGBTQ people. Really, right? it was all it was all lesbian women. Where at downtown court courthouse? Were they the problem with that? Really, <laughs> women. The thing I saw is why would they get pregnant if they're sleeping with women? Yeah, and but I think it's more than that. I think it's back to this is what we said, part of our issue in society. Let's just make a big so I'm gonna paint a broad stroke, right? So the broad stroke or the problem in society today is is that everybody believes that nobody should infringe upon my rights as an right. individual. Right. It's right. my body. That's what it is. That's my point. So yeah. don't infringe but it's upon not your me. body. We know that. We know right. that as Christians, but they don't. But I mean, some Christians are even on that stand too, so which that doesn't make sense, but... But that's my point. So my point is, is it always goes back to, if you're never going to, and this is important, and this is what I think is so cool about history, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably what helps Zach be informed about making some of these decisions. We're not making decisions on what we feel is right or wrong. Like I've made a lot of decisions in my life that I've, and said a lot of things in my life that I didn't necessarily feel comfortable saying, Agreed. but yeah. I said it because historically the most historically proven book ever to be published ever is the Bible. Yeah. Okay. So historically I am going to go and lean on that. The Bible is my barometer of truth. Okay. Because we can have, we can argue back and forth or debate back and forth, but if there is no absolute truth, right? So part of the problem in the generation of young people today is there is no truth, Mm -hmm. right? Or there is no absolute truth or absolute truth will be determined upon my feelings and the things that I want, right? Like they determined absolute truth, which again, if they study history, people that have went down those roads have made terrible decisions when they've based everything off of a feeling, Mm -hmm. right? You always have to have history right? To understand and understand a perspective. We have to land on this, whether I think it's right or not. If the Bible says your body is not your own, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Then I have to tell you, I believe you are wrong when you say Mm -hmm. my body's my own and Mm -hmm. I should be able to make my decisions. Just from this perspective, if I'm going to be a Christian man, then I have to believe in something being true. 
And so I'm going to believe this to be you true. Have to. It's yeah. the same thing as when I say, people ask me like, where do I, cause I don't talk about politics on Sunday morning. I'll never talk about right. politics on Sunday morning, yeah. but I'll talk politics all day long. Mm -hmm. Like I, I love to debate those types of things. And at the end of the day, my viewpoint of where I come from or where I stand politically is more about where I stand scripturally. Right. Mm -hmm. right? Like I want to stand on a platform. Like the thing that's important to me is stand on a platform that mm -hmm. what I consider lines up the most with scripture. Right. And if it, a platform lines up the most with scripture, because here's what we know about candidates, right? So here's what we know about political candidates. They will vote the platform. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Nobody votes are. for themselves. No. At the end of the day, whatever your platform wants you to do, you're going to vote your platform. Mm -hmm. So if your platform wants you to do something. So to think you're going to get this guy in there and he's a Democrat and he's going to make decisions that aren't, dem that don't fit the Democratic just, Party, this is not yeah, true. That's he's going to vote. Down party lines, right. like the majority of the time that's going to happen. But in this, this is what's going to be important. And maybe this is what's missing in the generation of young people today is they don't believe in absolute truth. No. Mm, yeah. Right. Like they don't, they don't have any reference for absolute truth. So Zach, do you, like, do you believe in absolute truth? And if you do, how did you ever get there? Um, I do believe in absolute truth and I believe that I should, I should go for what I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how I got there. Hmm. I, I think it really started with the 2016 election and, um, cause that's when I really got into politics was the 2016 election because everybody was saying it's the most historic election ever mm -hmm. because it was, it was a woman who was, um, the first woman who was yeah. at that point. Sure. And, um, everybody, I kept watching all news sources and it was always saying she's going to win by a landslide. He's not going to win. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And when he won, I, that's when I first started to see that the media started to lie and mm. they just, they, right. they're pushing their own absolute truth on everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't like the media. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really don't know when my, when I started believing it, I think it was just a natural reaction. Yeah. yeah he likes history. So no, I, mean, I know, but so like, like again, but she has to be informed. I mean, part of the issue right. is you got to go back. So just we're at our hour. So I want to make sure that we, you know, end oh, with wow. something that I think is really important. So next week in church, we're going to go into this. Here's okay. something you said. As soon as I die, judgment day is coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that you do believe in, and this is what we talked about Sunday, is everybody will be judged for the things done in right. the body, good and bad. So just give us this view, because we're going to talk about one second after you die. So that's going to be this coming week. Okay. We're going to be talking about like what happens right after you die. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, so here's here's what scripture tells us, right? So scripture tells us is that, you know, there's a first coming of Jesus and a second coming of Jesus, right? And so do you believe, because this would be, you know, I think where you're landing is, is so that when you die, you go to into an eternal sleep until Jesus comes back? No. So I think when you die, that is the point where Jesus comes down from the earth. So I feel like, um, like you wake up and see Jesus coming down and he's in all this, all his glory. But and we know that doesn't happen until the end. Right. right. So what you would say then is, cause this is some people's belief. Some people's belief is, is that you die and then you essentially yeah. 
are asleep, which is okay because you don't know anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like you're like, I've been asleep for 20 years. Yeah. Right. So it could be, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is part of the view. It could be that you're asleep. You don't know it. Jesus comes back and all of the dead in Christ rise. And meet. you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all of those things up like that could be. Yeah. But we know that there's also a view. And I think one that can be supported by scripture that when you die, you go to, and I think this is probably more supported by scripture. When you die, you go to the intermediate heaven. Mm-hmm. Right, you stand in front of the judgment yeah, seat of Christ. You go to the intermediate heaven. The intermediate heaven is a place where you wait until Jesus comes back and establishes the new heaven and the new. Isn't earth. that the throne room? What that that place? Well, it's the bema seat. Like you're going to go to the bema seat. You're going to be judged. Right. Book of life. But anyway, you know. And so, but no. What I I think is you would see what Paul saw, where all of these different. Thing, like the four horsemen come out and like put everything over the earth and you see like everybody you're like you're at a point where you're watching the whole earth start to um kind of impede on itself mm-hmm. and um start to die off and mm-hmm. then you see all of these uh, people rising up and then i feel like god just the earth just doesn't exist at that point, mm-hmm. and then God creates the new earth. Right. So you don't so to believe. You, yeah, go ahead. Like to you, you like, so are you saying that, because to me it sounds like that would be the final, like right. that's when that's he comes what he's back saying. for so real. So he believes essentially that you're going to be asleep until Jesus comes back. So if I died today, because Jesus has not come back, the vision so that he's, he's talking here. about is the vision Paul had yeah. at the end of times. Like, like Paul never got to visit heaven like John, but Paul was one of the people that had a vision of the end. Yeah. Right? And so in that vision, he saw the four horsemen, he saw those things happening, which was the signal of the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm assuming Zach believes that when you die, you oh. don't go to the intermediate heaven. You okay. watch the world die, essentially. Well, you're not going to watch I anything. I know. That's no. why I'm confused. You're going to see it at you're the gonna, end. Yeah. It's like Jesus is coming back, I and know. then you meet him, and then you watch the millennial reign. You're going to watch the world disintegrate. Right. So, so. You're, you have died, and then you are asleep, and then you then wake when up when Jesus, Jesus comes, comes back. back so you've never world... left the earth then, right? Right. Okay. Right. Instead of like the belief that we're going to talk about, because that is one belief. One belief is, is that you fall into an eternal sleep. Jesus comes back. You wake up when he comes back. You watch that millennial period where the earth is being destroyed. You're reigning with him. Satan is unleashed. He's thrown into Lake the Fire, and then the new heaven and the new earth. Mm-hmm. And then out. another thing I've really I've thought about, but I I really want to see what you have to say about um, the um, what the Catholic belief in um, purgatory. purgatory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because again, like purgatory was something that was developed out of an inability to reconcile sin. Right. Yeah, so yeah. in the Catholic Church, and this has been my only like the the Catholic Church when it comes to practices, like I don't agree with them. So I don't agree in a priest. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that you should worship Mary. I don't believe in the rosary. I don't believe in uh saints like it, traveling saints right. and all like I don't believe in any of those things. Okay. But that's okay. Like believe whatever you want. Okay. The problem that I have inside of the Catholic Church is they do not believe that the blood of Jesus Christ covers all sin, past, present, and future. They can't reconcile it. If Zach dies with unforgivable sin in his life, he can't stand in front of God, right, in the Catholic Church. So if you die and you hadn't asked for forgiveness of a sin, if he was still going to the Catholic Church or professing Catholicism, Uh he cannot go and stand in front of a perfect God. 
Why? Because he has sin. So but the only way to reconcile it is purgatory. purgatory. Yeah. In purgatory, you then are reconciled to God, not on what you do, but based upon the prayers of other people. Right, so people oh, are going to pray you out of purgatory. Oh, I thought right? it was a second chance. No, it's like you're there, and the way that you get to purgatory. So this is a guarantee, mm-hmm. right? Unless you commit one of the unforgivable sins in the Catholic Church, if you're baptized inside of the, the Catholic Church and you take your second communion or first communion or whatever those things are, he is guaranteed to go to purgatory. Okay, that's what guarantees a person. To get to those places. Okay. So in that, right, I mean, or in that process. Now, again, I think if you talk to some Catholics, there's some things that could make it so you don't do yeah. it, like mm-hmm. not becoming a practicing Catholic. But the point, the emphasis is, as long as you're a pretty normal person, you're going to end up in purgatory. You had sin. The only way to get out of purgatory is to be prayed out of purgatory, wow. right? And the priest and or other people will pray you out of purgatory to get you to have perfect perfection so you can stand in front of a perfect God. That's my problem. My so are they problem. praying like when you're there mm-hmm. so, so they're alive? So if Zach in the Catholic Church, if Zach died, and I mean, again, essentially every person ends up in purgatory because who dies without sin? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So Zach would die. He would end up in purgatory. The priest would come to Fewer's mom, come to your house and say, Zach died. You know, we feel like these were the sins in his life. And so we'll pray him out of purgatory. This is kind of what it takes. You can pray for him. We'll pray for him. And over time, he'll be cleansed and he can stand in the perfection of God because God is perfect and no man can stand in front of a perfect God unless they're perfect too. Mm -hmm. In the Catholic Church, the way to get there is to be cleansed through purgatory. Mm -hmm. The Christian Church doesn't believe that. The Christian Church believes that all sin, past, present, and future— even though you don't ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? So the initial time where you make a decision to say, I want Jesus Christ to pay for my sin. The blood of Jesus Christ now covers all of your sin, past, present, and future. And so when you stand in front of Jesus, uh-huh. the day that you die, and you stand in front of him and you're at the Bama seat, you're accepted in because of your perfection and you were made perfect by the blood of Jesus. Right, because it was already We paid. believe that. Yeah. Like, we believe that that penalty was paid. So to me, that's a foundational theological issue, right? This is a, a practicing difference, right? It's not a practicing difference. It's not whether you do or don't have a priest or do or don't have a rosary or do or don't have Mary or do or don't have saints. This is a theological debate, right? And that theological debate to me goes back to the foundation of Christianity. Mm-hmm. If the foundation of Christianity is, do we believe that the blood of Jesus Christ covers all sin, past, present, and future? Are you asking? Based upon what Scripture says. What do we believe? We believe that. We believe that, right? Or else there wouldn't be, I mean, what would be the reason for Jesus dying on the cross? Right. Like, what would be the reason for that? I don't, what do they say? What do Catholics say? Well, I mean, it's still atoning blood, but they believe that that's why you have to keep going back to the priest. You have to be forgiven because future sin is not. That is not something worth dying over like that for. I think it was was because people during that time Uh were going away from God and because it was the Roman times, uh-huh. they were believing in Roman gods, and um, the Athen, Greece was believing in Greek gods and everything, and nobody was believing in God himself. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a thrown away religion. But then after Jesus came back, the Roman Catholicism became a thing. Mm. Because people started believing in God. Okay. Well, and because it made it to a point, like how do you reconcile that? Like how do you reconcile that you could die... In sin and still stand in front of a perfect God. 
Like, how do you reconcile? Yeah, it you is can't. hard. Yeah. Well, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. There's no way to reconcile it other than to have full faith and belief. It's on great Christ alone. This is what Paul says. Faith alone, Christ alone. Right? Like that's that's all we that's the reason we get there. Faith alone, Christ alone. Mm-hmm. Where if your human mind's gonna reconcile it, it does make perfect sense that you end up in purgatory. Mm-hmm. Like in a human perspective, yeah. like it makes sense that nobody's worthy mm-hmm. and that everybody has to be prayed out of it because everybody dies with the sin. So when the human mind gets involved in trying to reconcile a yeah. God of the universe, that's when we make religion. See, religion comes out of man trying to reconcile a holy God or reconcile a God of the universe. And so we try to make religion to help people reconcile something that you were never made to reconcile. Right. Like, why should we try to figure out the God of the universe who sang this into existence, right? Mm-hmm. Like he sang into existence the, the creation that we have today. So, like instead of having faith. Yeah. That's Is what that I what you're mean. saying? Well, yeah. I mean, I just have to believe the God of the universe. Really? Right. Come on. Yeah. I mean, what, what are you going to say about that? Like, who could explain it? Who could explain anything that God has done? Nobody. God. That's yeah. my point. I can't right. explain it, so why should I? Uh-huh. Why should I try to explain away what faith is supposed to give yeah, to us? Yeah. Right? So stop trying to explain it mm-hmm. away. So let's end it with this. Do we have questions for yeah, Zach? Yeah, we have a good okay. amount of questions. We have okay. questions and comments and oh, wow. all that good stuff. So you're yeah. not going to be one of the popular people. Oh, oh yeah. he is. Okay. So are, you, are you telling him or do you want me to, Nick? Do you have it ready? This is suspense. I know. You. It's like who wins first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it. Okay, here we go. Okay, so from Tim Giannis. Giannis. Uncle Tim. Th- Uncle Tim. He says, comment about Zach. In the last couple of years, I've watched Zach grow from a boy into a really cool young man with a big heart. Yay. I am proud of the man he is becoming and excited to see where God takes him. So no yeah. question, just awesome. good stuff. Thanks, Tim. There's actually a lot of good comments. Okay. So another one is um, from Chris Jackson. She said, do you find it difficult to balance church, school, work, and other activities? And how do you remain focused on God? Um, so with the balancing uh, part, I think I just wing it. <laughs> That's a great way to, yes, just wing it. Yeah. Um, What was the other question? So um, how do you remain focused on God? Um, Well, I think just watching church or, um, you know, watching like little social media snippets of like either people like like the Christian comedians Mm -hmm. or um, just like that. I try to keep God in my life Mm -hmm. every day. Um, I may not read the Bible as much as I should. Um, but I try to read it a lot. Yeah. Good. All right. All right. So this is a question from an anonymous questioner Uh and he or she would like to know, what do you enjoy about the tech team? Um, uh, just I say, say Nick first because he's standing there. Oh, yeah. Nick. Oh, yeah. Tech, yeah. <laughs> I heard that for the first time the other day. Tech, Tech yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think just having family do it, like Nathan and um, Logan and um, my dad being um, Nick's um, assistant. Right hand. Yes, right-hand really. Hand, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just being involved in it and. Um, having ties to it, it's, yeah. is really 
why I keep doing it. Yeah, family. That's family. what we keep talking yeah. about. Sense of family. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Adam Shoemaker wants to know, okay. what is a piece of advice that you could give to adults to help them reach the younger generation? Um, try to try to experience the activities or hobbies that they do and try to connect through them. Like um, like playing Fortnite with you, like yep. Nick or yeah, Call of Duty, exactly. Call of Duty, yeah. yeah, 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 stuff like that. Okay, we've heard that a lot too. Just like coming down to your not necessarily your level, no, but, but connecting with what they're connecting with, right? Yeah, like don't be in their them. life, yeah. be in there instead of telling them to get out of that life and yeah. do something else. Yeah, yeah. relationship. All right. So Keely, she doesn't have a question, but she just wanted to give a shout out to Zach. He has such a servant's heart and it doesn't go unnoticed. We are so proud of you, Zach. Thanks, Keely. Look at at the impressions you're making on people. I know. All right. I hope I, okay. I'm going to say this last name correct this time. I'm sorry, Kaylin. So it's from Kaylin Griffith. It's so weird to say. Like, no, it's perfect. Exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. She wants to know, what is your favorite part of being a life student's worship team leader? I'm not a leader. Member. Um, you yes. are a leader. You're I'm a lead sorry. singer. Morgan I'm Garner sorry. is the lead leader. Okay. Lead singer. Lead singer. Okay. She, she didn't she mean is, to say that. She said she, team member. She, she did. Brief, <laughs> she messed up. Morgan is the Corinne of our team. Okay. Um, I would say um, just being on the team and creating the um, relationships with people that, you know, I would have really never created with yeah. um, is a big, big part. Um, that's probably why I really like it. No, that's awesome. Having the, a small group part. to, yeah. Do you find build. that that helps you stay here too? Like if you didn't have that, would it be different coming to church without? No, because I've got the tech team. <laughs> tech, but it's, yeah. but he's connected. Right. right. Yeah. And again, like the, like the, the worship team's a small group too. Yeah. Right? It's, like they're yeah. not just a t- worship team they do small group activities yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. so that's good yep and that is all of the questions and that's comments okay so jenny wrap us up with i'm sorry how- we have one more sorry troy all right <laughs> troy last the, i saved the best one for last zachary who do you relate to the most in the bible why i'm proud of you homie <laughs> i should have done my man voice proud of you homie um, who do I relate to most in the Bible? That is a hard question to answer. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I really don't know. I like Paul. I feel like I relate to him. I could have murdered somebody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just That's kidding. That's a great way. I know. Let me talk about all the things that Paul did. Well, he went to you prison. you could relate to. Yeah. You're going to pick murder That's and like prison. the only one I haven't done. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't know. Um, I th- Tim said something, asked us a question for um, Sunday night when uh-huh. we meet. Um, he said, "Do you relate to Cain or Abel more?" Mm. That was, and that's who I'm going to is Cain or Abel. And um, I really, I don't know. It, I'd probably pick Cain because I've done bad things in my life, but I'm picking Aquila. I, I still, Aquila. Went, I still went back to God and. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm a jealous person. Um, but I don't think I would kill someone. No, I would I, say even my own brother, Priscilla, I don't think Priscilla yeah. and Aquila, you know, they were the people that helped Paul. Like they were servants okay. to Paul. Like I would say he's more of a, an Aquila, the guy that's out there serving other people, seeing that 
Other people are doing other things mm-hmm. as part of what he's doing already here. He's doing it on the, oh, yeah. the you know, the yeah. tech team. He's doing it, you know, through live students and mm-hmm. serving. And he sees himself as a vital part of a behind the scenes, you know, and that's what they did. You know, they helped Paul get small mm-hmm. groups going mm-hmm. and churches going. And there I you mean, go. that's how I just listening to your story. That yeah. would be the, that's the first thing that came to my mind is somebody that's willing to let somebody go and do, you know, the stuff out on the stage or do the stuff you know be the lead part but i every great leader if they don't have a supporting cast is nothing mm-hmm. right? yeah like absolutely. They have to have those i feel like them. if you told me to do something i would go do it right kind of like that kind of person yeah right. you definitely have a servant's um, heart but yeah okay and so now the last my last question is football season who do you root for the colts oh judas <laughs> Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, it'll it be a good up. year then because the Bears are going to be dominant this year and the Colts is that gonna are going to be going the first the time ever? Oh, sure. hmm? Is that going to be the first time they are ever? The, 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 good. The, listen, the Colts are going. They got Matt Ryan. The guy can barely walk. Matty Ice? What do you yeah. Matty Ice? The guy, the guy can barely they walk. Hate. They also got Nick Foles. Uh, Matty Ice? Yeah, both Matty of them. Ice. Both of them are washed up. The up-and-coming Justin Fields. All the way to the Super Bowl, baby. So that's the Bears? That's the Bears. All right, we'll see. Give no, the, you got to say the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Give it the phone right. number. Let's send yes, it up. Yes, our phone number. So the questions that we just gave in the comments, that came from our phone number, which we text out once a week. We tell you who's going to be on, and we just want you to engage with us. So we ask these questions so that you can know who's coming on and you can ask questions, see your questions read or hear them read, I guess. Or see but, them. People are watching. Can't wait That's to be true. back on. Yeah, there you go. See <laughs> that? Yes, right. Yeah, repeat guests. So, repeat guests. Okay. Yeah. And we want you to reach back out to this, not only to answer the questions, but for um, engagement. We want to talk to you. We want your questions. I think it would be super cool to do a whole Q&A yeah. someday, you yeah. know, what's on your mind. Yeah. But our phone number is 260-408-8383. Am yeah. I right? Nope. Perfect. You got it. Woo! You got to yes. memorize. You're doing Doing I know. Great. So again, Zach, thank you. Yeah. Um, again, thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. Right. Because again, everybody's story and the formulation of your faith and the journey that you on it, uh, we're on and are on is something that I think for a lot of people can be relatable. Yeah. You know, and they can learn from and they can glean that from. And so, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for your involvement in Life Church. Mm-hmm. Right. It is uh, an example to other people that or your age, like jump in, get involved. I've really, I've really enjoyed seeing how the church has grown ever since I started coming here where it was like negative. <laughs> negative. Negative to the positives. Yeah, and negative oh, people and negative I money and negative you. everything. And now, right now, and yes. now ever yeah, yeah, it's just, it's been a really, it, I really, God has just shown this church the light. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, done, done a lot of great things. Yeah. And so as yeah. an example, I mean, I think young people can learn this. Exactly. It's like get involved. Yeah. Just get involved. Be a part of, listen to God speak. I mean, that's something I heard from you today that part of being on the worship team was listening to God speak. And and if you're out there and you're older, be more like Troy. Be more like Nick. Yes. Right? Don't shy away from the younger generation just because they're not prepared. And if you're ever on stage, oh. take your shoes off. <laughs> Yes. We need to share this yes. something like that. Yes. But that but again, we have to learn that. The, young, yes. the older generation has to learn that if we're gonna reach young people, you gotta take a chance. You know, and so a lot of people are like, well, they're out in high school, they don't know what they're doing, they've never sung before, they've never ran a computer before. Mm-hmm. And I think you're an example of when other people 
take a chance, you know, that it can really make a difference in your life, you know? And so shout out to Nick and Troy and Tim and all those guys that have made those investments in you. And also to you who have said, you know what, I'm going to make a commitment. So we're proud of you. We'll keep praying for you. And uh, it's going to be exciting for us to watch your journey and see how God uses you and, you know, what you're going to do further on in your life. But as a church and as a church family, we'll continue to pray for you. And thank you for everything you do. Thank you. All right. So thanks everybody for joining us. We're so happy that uh, you joined us on the the podcast today. Just remember, like, share, comment, do those things, get it out there. Uh, We want to keep trying to evangelize the world. We want to keep trying to figure out how to get this message out into the world that only happens through your likes, shares, your listens, recommending this to other people. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for praying for us Mm -hmm. as we continue to go down this journey. So see you guys next week. Bye. See ya.